You're listening to The Main Course, where food is serious business. Listen along for insights, strategies, forecasts, and thought leadership from the front lines of food with your host, Barbara Castiglia. Welcome to The Main Course. I'm Barbara Castiglia. Today, we're going to talk about one of my favorite topics, uh, restaurant technology, um, which has been increasingly important during the pandemic. Um, with me today is Steve Simone, who is the co-founder and uh, CEO of Bebot. So welcome, Steve. So first, tell me what does Bebot do? Well, thanks for thanks for having me on the show, Barbara. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, Bebot, we are a restaurant technology uh, software provider that makes ordering and payment technology for restaurants uh, specifically. And we do that in a number of different channels, whether that's delivery or pickup software for ordering, takeout and delivery, uh, or whether that's, you know, QR codes, ordering and payment. So now you come from a different kind of background. manage that Um, So you kind of explain what your background is and then why did you kind of focus in on hospitality? Uh, Yeah. So I, I, my co-founders and I, we are all, um, we all met in the U.S. Navy, much shorter hair at the time. Um. We were nuclear and electrical engineers working at a at a headquarters called Naval Reactors, and we kind of like we were kind of like the nuclear regulatory commission for the the U.S. Navy, um, is the best way to describe it. Uh, and how did we get into restaurants? It's a great question. Um, coming from nuclear engineering, so we were after the Navy. I moved out to San Francisco, and um, we we started this company called Bebot a few years later, which at the time was an overhead robotics company like sealing robots on the sky think of robots on the ceiling and then they would bring you your food and drink from the ceiling to your table and that was like we thought of that up like as a crazy we just like we dreamed that up we thought that'd be fun to build um and to get the robot to your table you'd scan a qr code and then a bunch of restaurants were like can i just have that part and we were like oh yeah it seems a lot simpler than the, the whole robotics contraption so yeah, we kept the name Bebot, but uh, yeah, now we're just primarily doing the, the the software part. So, what was the significance of the name Bebot? Well, I I um really was trying to figure out when we were building back in the day when we were starting with the overhead robotic solution, which you can definitely find a video on YouTube since it still exists. Um, I was trying to come up with a name, and my niece uh, really liked that uh, Star Wars BB-8, like the little. And so I was at home hanging out with her one day, like a couple of years ago. And I was like, B, 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 like the alliteration I liked. It's kind of a meaningless name, but I liked the alliteration. It sounded good. So anybody who's listening to what you're, what you're saying, who is in the restaurant industry knows that the things that you deal with and that you focus on have become extremely paramount during the pandemic. So just how fast has the company grown? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've never have expected this when we first started. You know, we were just trying to build what we at the time was very novel, like QR code ordering at the table wasn't very um, prevalent in really any U.S. restaurant. Um, we had about eighty customers at the time, and then the pandemic hit. Now we've you know we've got over eight hundred, so we've you know ten x our growth since since the pandemic, which is obviously bittersweet because restaurants are struggling and having a tough time. So, you know, we. We're definitely cognizant of that, um, but there are they're trying to adopt new technologies to get through this. So, who is your customer? Um, our customers are the we primarily target small and medium sized uh, business owners. So, just the owner of the restaurant. Um, you know, we're not really working with like 
the large chains of the world all the time. You know, we're spending a lot of time with the small business. Um, the owners of the restaurant are typically or bar owners. Um, they they buy it directly, and then we train their staff and their team. So, what do you hear from them? Are their challenges right now? I mean, I, I hear all so a couple of things that you know I hear directly from them. I'm hearing from the customers. I was just I was just at a customer in Pittsburgh actually, and they're a smaller business. Um, they're not part of a larger restaurant group. And they said, like, obviously, the labor challenge is very tough right now. And so what they but they said, it's not even like, it's just it's harder for them than the bigger groups, because the bigger groups are coming with more money and poaching from the smaller groups. So like, if you're a smaller restaurant, it's it's even it's more exacerbated. Um, because just the nature of like, if the bigger groups can have more pricing power. So that's, that's one. And then just on the service element, this goes back a little bit a couple years ago, but it's always stuck with me on the, the QR code ordering. I've, I've heard from restaurants why they like it is, you know, if you're a great server, um, like a waiter or waitress, and you're really good at it, you could be the best one in the world. And you're sitting there serving the table, having a great conversation with that table. But there's three other tables in your section that are not then getting serviced at that same time. So like they love that the ability to like allow the guests to like get you know, order whatever they want, whenever they want it, because even the best server is, you know, can't talk to 10 tables at once. So that leads me into the, to the next part. So, you know, in what ways can technology kind of help restaurants during the pandemic? Um, and also, you know, how can it kind of help with the labor crisis? Kind of what you're, what you're pinpointing now, maybe just elaborate a little bit more. Well, there's a couple of things right now, specifically that I think all restaurants should do or are trying to do is just Make sure, especially going into the winter here, um, that your pickup and delivery operations are strong. Uh, you know, the, the winter months, it's cold. So depending on your region, your, the region that your restaurant is in, you just want to make sure you have an operation for for that. And so whether that's using the third-party marketplaces like a DoorDash um, or Uber Eats, but then also having your own direct channel on your site that's clean and easy for the guests to understand so that you can get a higher margin uh, orders since they're they're just a little cheaper to you know have to pay as much on the direct ordering. So that's like one you got to get that set up. That should be pretty straightforward, and a lot of companies like mine or even our competitors can help do that. Um, and then as far as your in venue operations, how do you you know use technology to help that? You know that's that that can vary. So depending if you're a fast casual or if you're a sports bar, if you're more high end, there's um, a, a variety of different technologies I would recommend. Uh, there's no one size fits all that I've seen, uh, depending on the type of restaurant. So in the more casual spots, I do think adopting a pay at the table solution or an ordering and payment at the table solution is is quite good to to mitigate labor challenges. Um, again, if you're, if the experience that you're trying to provide permits it. Talk a little bit more about the labor issues um, and, you know, any other ways or things that um, technology can be used um, to kind of um, help with, uh, you know, with labor shortages and allow the servers and other people who are working in the restaurant kind of pay attention to their job more. Yeah, there's, um, it's an interesting model. And we coach a lot of our customers on this model, which is more of a, you know, transitioning from a server model to a more of a floor manager model. So in the floor manager model, um, this person will cover more tables more ground, um, mostly be uh, responsible for upselling. Um, but the primarily ordering is going through the guest. 
um, and through, through the guests on their device. Um, and so that can help with the front of house labor, you know, back of house labor, a little trickier. You still need people to cook, still need people to clean it. Um, so that's a little bit more challenging. You know, I've really been trying to recommend like restaurant owners, this is not my company, but other companies that are good at like adopting a good recruiting software, um, a good sourcing tool to try to, you know, using technology to like find labor. I think some restaurants I've noticed don't do that as much. They just, you know, put a help wanted sign out, but there's actually tools that they can, they can use that the bigger players use to, to help recruit. And so I always try to help them recommend that kind of stuff. So, you know, as we were talking, you know, 2020 was a big game changer for restaurant technology. Um, you know, many people estimate that, you know, it really accelerated almost five years in a short period of time. So what's next? Like what's technologies on the horizon that restaurant owners like need to know about now? I, I mean, there are so many really cool things that I see. Um, I love, so I'll, I'll name one that I think is really cool. Um, it's a, it's called Kerbit. It's a, it's a small startup, um, out of California that I think is this really cutting edge on like curbside pickup tracking technology. So I think that's cool. Um, there's a couple of really cool, like back of the house, like, um, that ties the order to like the camera system. So you can like do quality control for your delivery. So things like, um, Gritsy is another startup. So there's something really cool startups that are like smaller than Bbot now, but that I, I just would, I can talk, I can talk your ear off on. Um, but in general, what I'm hearing from the customers are, um, they're being inundated with sales pitches, uh, lots of tech and, understandably so people are trying to you know get in on this new wave of restaurant technology what they really want is everything to integrate and talk the customers want that like, they'll add new stuff but only if it's integrated into their old stuff um and so that for the customers is what i'm hearing and all of the demands they make on my company are build more integrations please and so we're we're hard at work doing that all the time so now you had originally come from the robotic side so you know, what about robotics and AI, things like that? Do you see that advancing and being taking more of a hold? Yeah, I mean, we actually, because we still have all the robots in our warehouse in Pittsburgh, like we actually get inquiries for the the old product a lot now. Um, so we might start selling some, some of those again. Uh, I think that, you know, restaurants, if you look at, you know, the main product of a restaurant, the main like software they use is a point of sale system. Um, that that is a point of sale is a combination of hardware and software. So they're already like really using a lot of hardware and software in restaurants. Um, now, will they add a piece of hardware that moves around like a robot? Um, <laughs> I think in the kitchen, definitely. Like you've seen some of like um, burger flipping robots, like the Flippy, and you've seen, there's some things like that. Um, if you wanted to get into the, the gory details of the economics, though, like those are the robot arms are like kind of 50K a piece. So it's like pretty expensive. Um, so I'm not actually sure how fast that'll proliferate back of house. Um, the robot we tried to build and that we delivered to the market, um, we did in like more of a, a leasing model. So they didn't have to pay up front. So depending on if entrepreneurs and companies can come up with affordable ways to implement them, and I think they can, then we'll see more of it. What about AI? Yeah, AI, you're seeing it in, again, so that, that Gritsy company, I mentioned the back of the house camera stuff, like they're using um, computer vision to do quality control. So you're seeing AI there. You're seeing AI in drive-through tech. 
like voice AI call center. So some of these bigger groups, I don't know if you're like if you call an order in instead of ordering online, like if you want to call an order, something like AI can respond to that and take the orders um, instead of a human, but it sounds like a human. Um, so you're seeing it in a bunch of places uh, across the spectrum from, you know, calling in to, you know, camera operations in the back of the house. So, you know, we talked a lot about QR codes and they were kind of the comeback kid of 2020 because there hadn't really been a lot of acceptance before then. But then everybody said, oh, we can do this and we can implement this quickly and painlessly and guests will, you know, gravitate toward it because they it makes them feel safe. Um, so, you know, what's next for QR codes? How do you see that kind of integrating into what restaurants are doing and should be doing? Yeah, there's three primary experiences that restaurants are toying with with the QR code right now. So the first one is you scan it and it just shows a nice version of your menu. Then there's the ones that you scan and it can allow you to order and start a tab. That's like Bbot. You can start a tab on your phone. Um, and then there's the other ones that are like you just scan it and it only lets you pay your check. You have to still order through a, a server. Um, so those are like the three that are happening now. And depending on the restaurant, they like one of those three methods. What's next I, is what we're building at Bebot is, is I believe what's next on that is when the restaurant can decide to install different applications um, in their back of the house Bebot system. And then those will render on the front end um, for the QR code scanning. So like, I think that restaurants are going to want to customize their experience more, maybe install different products, like a dynamic pricing module. Um, and the, so the way Bbot's doing that is we're going to open up to app developers to build on our app store. And so then restaurants will be able to customize their QR code experience by downloading different apps. Um, I think the restaurant industry is like the last industry in the US that doesn't have its own app store. So like that's that's what you know I always talk about, like this industry needs an app store. So how tech savvy do restaurant owners need to be? Well, if they can install an app on their iPhone, they can install an app for their restaurant. Um, so I don't, I don't the way we're doing it, I think it should be pretty easy. So, so like, it's nothing, they shouldn't be afraid of any of this stuff. They should kind of look at it as an opportunity. Yeah, like so if they have the QR codes on the table and then um, they can go browse the store and see what else they could do to customize it, it should, yeah, it should be as easy as a couple clicks. So we've kind of seen a lot of the benefits of contactless ordering, payment, um, do you think it's going to become a guest expectation for every restaurant? I think every restaurant that doesn't have a white tablecloth experience, like a fine dining, yes. Um, it, it's just so uh, efficient. It's so profitable and economically viable. The restaurant owners are just going to, like, they love it. Um, the guests love it. And if it's done well, the staff loves it. But it's got to be done well. Because sometimes it can be it can be tough for the staff because now um, imagine if someone can just order whenever they want. Whereas before, in a server traditional server model, the server was kind of controlling the order flow and deciding when to put the order to the kitchen. So you've got to you have to do it well. But if you do it well, then all three parties will love it. You know, on your website, I noticed this great phrase, which was reimagining the guest experience. Um, so. How do you think the guest experience has been reimagined, you know, even before the pandemic, during the pandemic? And then, um, you know, what do you see this reimagining going in the future? So this is uh, the reason we say that. And we actually just released a product that I believe reimagines that guest experience called Tab Sync. Um, 
So this is a situation where if you go to a Bbot spot, um, they could they have the server has a device where they can say, you know, let me start a tab for you, which sounds similar to what you've done before. You probably started a tab at a restaurant before or a bar. But in this case, they can share that tab from the server device to the guest's phone. Um, and so now they're both, both the guest and the server can throw in orders on a shared tab. And that's a new guest experience. There's not many restaurants in the country where that actually can happen. Um, that server can upsell you, but the guest can also throw in orders as a shared tab, one checkout at the end of the night. Um, and so that's something that we're really proud of. And we call that tab sync. And so that, that's like one reimagining of the guest experience. Um, another reimagining, I would say, is just on the ability to, one, when you're scanning that QR code, um, the ability to now have the restaurant be able to share things that a static menu couldn't share before. So even like videos of the chef cooking um, and, and things like that to get the, the guest more, um, you know, into the restaurant's ecosystem and how, you know, the sausage is made, so to speak. So I think there's so some cool stuff of, to do there too. Right. So like the engagement, it's kind of like similar to, you know, a marketing tool and posting those kind of that same kind of information online so that people can see it and kind of connect with the restaurant staff. Yeah. Yeah. So there's all, yeah, there's all kinds of really fun things to do once you've opened up this new, this new world with the QR code. So what do you think guests want from all of this restaurant technology? Um, and how, how, how do you think that, that this all makes them feel safer when they're dining out? Yeah. The safety aspect of it is, is obviously a, a benefit for right now, which is just, it's a little cleaner. Um, you know, not as much, um, you know, t touching your own device. It's something that's in your pocket, um, you know, versus like the paper menus. Um, but what guests are looking for, um, they're looking, obviously when you go out or when I go out, I, you know, I want to really great experience. Uh, you know, the food is just one part of dining. Um, the atmosphere and the experience is, is really important and that can vary. So, you know, date night with my wife might be different than going out to watch football game. Um, but what we, what I want, at least as a, as a guest, as a consumer is, um, essentially just a really frictionless way to order and pay. Um, I want that to be smooth, but I also then want um, great hospitality as well. So it's not about eliminating the hospitality. It's just about removing friction. Right. It's about taking those pain points, you know, like you can never find the server when you want the check and you have to, you know, get out of there in five minutes to go make a movie. You know, it's always those kind of things. And that that's where technology can kind of come in and, uh, and help a guest and, if your restaurant offers that, you have a competitive edge over somebody who doesn't. Yeah, we actually spend um, a lot of time thinking more about the staff than the guests, even because <laughs> the staff actually has needs about what they want out of technology. So I, I spend a lot of time there because if the if the staff is happy with it and the guests are also happy with it, they kind of cue off of the staff. So I, I do spend a lot of time um, with how the staff interacts with technology. Well, I know in the past with you know, integration with the POS, you know, a lot of uh, old, more older restaurants, you know, they would put something in place and, you know, they don't get the hang of it in half an hour and they have to, you know, it's such a busy bustling business. And then they don't, they're like, ah, you know, we're just going to go back to what we had before. So having that staff integration and making sure that the staff is very uh, cognizant of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And even expressing that to the guests so that the guest kind of understands that process as well. Um, are you finding that, uh, I would imagine that younger staff are not 
you know, are very tech savvy and that they wouldn't necessarily have any issues. But are there any kind of training issues? Um, you know, and what's like when you go in um, to a restaurant, you know, new client and uh, what's the training process and how quickly do you get mounted up? You know, so we um, yeah, training is everything. We spend a lot of time trying to train the staff on this new this new workflow. It's, it's a new it's a new for a lot of them, even if they're younger. Um, <clears throat> so we, we spend a good amount of time on that. And I think it's actually really the kind of a secret sauce of the company is that we don't just send you the QR codes and all right, go, good luck. Like it actually is like we try to work with you and optimize your, your new workflow. Um, Cause again, if they're not comfortable, you, you've been in a place where like a staff isn't comfortable, the tech's breaking and they, they get flustered and they blame the tech and then it's a bad experience for everyone. And I feel, and I feel bad for the staff in that case. I don't want that to happen to them with us. So we, we spend a significant portion of our time on training. So who would you say is your competition and how do you think you compare? Uh, yeah, we have, um, so I think in the, in the delivery and pickup space, so like the, not the QR code, our competition, our companies like Chow Now, um, which I'm sure you've heard of, they're, they're a good company out of California. Um, companies like Bento Box, those are, those are companies, uh, that one's out of New York. And so just like us in our backyard, um, that's in the delivery and pickup stuff. And there, there's a, you know, there's probably 10 or 12 more. Um, and then in the QR code um, in venue product, you know, we're, I think we're, we're actually pretty far ahead, like in terms of the feature set than most of the competition for this, this particular piece. Um, but there are companies out there that do it like ready to pay um, presto uh, go tab are, are competitors in that feature set. So depending on which product we're selling, we have different competitors. <laughs> So in a way, you're saying that, you know, you're uh, you compare because you kind of offer a little bit more robust of a solution um, to to a restaurant. Yeah, well, our, yeah, this is actually unique to Bebot. One of the primary um, differences, especially for the in venue QR code technology is our entire system is branded to the restaurant's brand. Um, so if you go to a Bebot spot, you may not even know it um, because it's like we actually white label the domain. Um, and we make it branded to their exact experience, their fonts, you know, their logos. Um, whereas if you use another QR code system, it'll, you can see the company's name very easily on it. Um, so that, that is actually a primary difference. We win, we win a lot of restaurants over with that. Well, marketing, branding, we all know how important that is, uh, you know, particularly these days. And that leads me to my next thing. How important, you know, is a restaurant's digital presence um, right now and moving forward and what can restaurant operators do to kind of improve that digital presence? Yeah, we'll work with Bebot as one. <laughs> um, no, uh, so the the thing is, I mentioned that branding component. You don't want to send your guests to your point of sales website to order. Like you need to keep them in your brand and your ecosystem. You know, you only have so many times to make an impression on these guests. Um, so we think that working with a technology provider that has um, really good design and branding for the the system you're about to implement, I think that's important. Um, and then also building in like the marketing tools. So these are all data collection points for the restaurant. Um, so you got your brand that's looking good. You want to make sure that you're collecting the data and leveraging it. So I think like getting a CRM tool like Bicky is a good way to do that. Um, it's a startup here, another cutting edge startup that kind of can house all of your guest data and let you market to them. Um, so I think those are just important things that restaurants should be doing right now. So 
what are you guys working on um, that you can talk about? Um, you know, what's up next for you guys and where, you know, where do you see your company growing? Yeah. Um, well, we have a, we have a big announcement coming out in a couple of weeks. Uh, stay tuned on that. But what we're working on now is um, integrations. So like we have a ton, we have a lot of great features, um, but we always, again, I mentioned this earlier in the call, restaurants want it all integrated with everything else they use. So we're definitely the next like six months, we're heads down coding lots of integrations for all the different restaurant requests that we get um, from the owners. And then where I see us going is, um, you know, we've, we have customers in multiple countries. I think we'll continue our international expansion um, and then uh, continue hiring to support the the growing needs of the customer base. I mean, I, I think I get, you know, 15 or 20 feature requests a, a week from restaurant owners. So clearly there's a bunch more work to be done. Um, obviously, it's a great problem to have that they're asking us to build stuff for them so they trust us. Um, so just continuing to do more of that and keeping our heads down and focused on that. Can you talk a little bit about what some of those feature requests are? Oh, yeah. I mean, there are any, okay, they really, it really runs a gamut. So like, it can be anything from, so since we're doing a lot of their, their payment processing, it can be things like, hey, this needs to actually integrate with my accounting software better because my accountant says I can't tell like, you know, like a bank transfer, like it matches the statement. So like anything from accounting, like complex accounting software to like make sure they can close their books at the end of the month, all the way to front end features for the guests for, hey, I want them to be able to share tabs easier, share their tab easier with their other people in their party. So it's a very, it's really highly variable or like, Hey, can you integrate with this new loyalty program we just found? Um, so those, like, it's just, it's, it's a massive engineering challenge. And, you know, thankfully we're the founders, we're all engineers by trade. So that's a, it's really always been our core advantage, you know, not being from the restaurant industry is obviously a disadvantage because we have to learn more about restaurants. We didn't know as much, but all of us being electrical and software engineers um, allows us to add features faster than all the competitors by a, a large amount. So what would you say are some lessons that you learned during the pandemic, you know, particularly as it relates to the hospitality sector? Well, I think they're very resilient. Um, they, the restaurant, you know, I've learned, I've learned about how they can adapt quickly. You know, they always, people always say, oh, it's this industry that's slow to change. I don't necessarily know if I agree with that. I think that they change when they need to, like, and they've, they've shown that. Um, and so I would say they're resilient and amazing. And I love working with them all. Um, people ask me a lot, like, why restaurants? Uh, why am I working in restaurants? I don't come from this industry. I, I do think that it's really rewarding, though. You know, these are small business owners that are just like trying to make a living. And so I, that's what I get out of bed for. And I like working with them and learning about their families and like hanging out with them. So I think it's rewarding um, just from the small business angle. Other things I've learned, and again, these are like those little tidbits I get when I actually am just out and I try to spend a lot of time at the bars and restaurant customers in, you know, Brooklyn or Manhattan where my customers are, they're always telling me like something new about the service, like how the, how they, um, you know, all their little, all their lingo, you know, how they think about the shifts. You know, I've listened to, I try to listen to pre-shifts um, to learn how they think about, you know, the covers that they're about to have that night. And just so many little things to learn. Every time I go, I learn a new piece of terminology or I learn a new technology that they're using that I've never even heard of before. And it's really interesting. I actually, I don't know if you know this, but the average restaurant, I think, uses about 15 different software. Wow. Companies. Like, And I think that's going to double in the next 
five years. Um, they're just using so many different things to optimize their business. And I think they are really adaptable. So that kind of leads to my next question. Um, what do you think the restaurant of the future is going to look like? Um, well, let's see. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be robotic. I think it's going to look similar to the restaurants today. I don't think it's going to be that robotic like you might see in the on like a sci-fi show or something. Um, I, I think hospitality is just very human. Um, we love to serve each other. Uh, so I, I don't see any of that going away. I definitely see the payment and ordering process. Uh, I mean, we're, we're helping to change it. I see that becoming more frictionless. Um, and I see that even to the point where, you know, it could just be cameras and it's more of an ambit, like you're just ordering free talking with the server um, and, you know, you're, you're getting billed for it later. Like I, I definitely could see that happening where it's like even like there's not that transaction. I don't know if you have your restaurant told me once, I forget who told me this, but they said they don't like taking the payment at the end of the night because it um, breaks the trance, like breaks the spell on the guest. Now, oh, now it's back to now it's transactional again. So I think the restaurant of the future will probably try to eliminate that somehow. Um, and, and so that the guest does not leave the trance you know, leave the experience and go back into the real world. Uh, so I, yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to. So kind of using technology to elevate the hospitality. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, I, and there's some companies have tried this um, where it's like you prepay, you put your card on file so that you're just there all night ordering. But I, I don't think that's necessarily scalable. I think there'll be some other way to do it. Like, like I, like I mentioned with cameras or something. Perfect. Thank you so much. This is yeah. great. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciate your time, Barbara. Yeah.